We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What do you think about the Laker team now? You follow the box scores of the games every day? Just the Lakers. You're kidding. That is really a compliment. I was pleased to see you smile at the top of our show because once the game starts, you have a game face. You don't smile much out there. I don't think you have to do things for money anymore. Correct. What's up, Laker fans? Welcome to the Laker Film Room Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Pete, joined as always by Darius and Mike. And last night, a skeleton crew of Lakers played like crap for about three quarters, then made for a wildly entertaining fourth quarter that forced the hated Celtics to put their war chest of assets into the game and RG leaguers promptly kicked the crap out of them. That was gratifying, but alas, we ended up losing the game. But that was not the big news of the day. We got some good news yesterday. Mike, fill us in. What's going on? Yeah, so Anthony Davis, I think that you have probably heard by now. Before the game started, the first question to Frank Vogel was just about what it's been the last couple of months, really. Hey, who's in, who's out today? And of course, it was a different five, and we thought Dennis Schroeder was not going to play, and then he played, and we thought Drummond was going to play, and he didn't. And Markeith Morrison playing, blah, blah, blah. So the second question was, hey, what's the update on Anthony Davis? And we knew to ask this because they had been the Lakers had been saying that he was going to do a reevaluation with the team docs when the team got back from their seven-game road trip. And Frank Vogel, you could just sort of tell from his expression on his face, this is good news. He was happy. AD fully cleared for all basketball activities, which includes a full practice today. Um, now, I don't know if it's a if it's a full practice in terms of like the whole team has to go and they're running through stuff or if if they're if they're just like, hey, you know, McKinney, et cetera, uh, Kaycock, Kostas, uh, you guys almost smacked the Celtics for Pete uh, last night. So please just go ahead and replicate that. Let's get AD some run. So he's playing. He's doing something today at full speed. And then Vogel continued because the next question, of course, would have been, OK, when do you think he's going to play in the game? And he said, well. 
it's unlikely that he'll return against Utah games Saturday and Monday, but not out of the question. And anytime there's that type of an opening for me from a coach, that's usually tends to be on the good side. So, you know, I, maybe that, maybe that means he gets a couple practices over the weekend and he's good for Monday. Now, if not, it sounds like Dallas that at Dallas back-to-back series would be the latest, but of course, uh, Darius, as you know, this all ends up being day to day, right? That if he if he's perfect tomorrow, great. If he's a little bit sore on Sunday, maybe. So we'll we'll li- literally have a, an update sort of every day. But bottom line, it's great news, and it kind of supersedes, in my opinion, everything else that that, that happens right now is when AD gets back on the court. I mean, day to day is better than indefinitely out. Right. Which is what we've been living through as Lakers fans and as followers of the team for what feels like the majority of the season. It was that uh, February game against Denver was when he went out. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Our hearts were broken on Valentine's Day. Right. Yeah. He's played in 23 games only. He's played in 23 games and there's 17, 18 games left in the season. There's not a lot of games left. 56 is the total they've played so far. And Trez is the only player that's uh, that's played them all. Yeah. So 16 games, right? They've they've played 56 games and there's 16 left. So this is about the time that I would hope to have him back in order to start to appropriately ramp up. The question I would put back to you guys is beyond the obvious excitement about getting Anthony Davis back is and maybe this is a topic for later in the pod, so I don't want to step on that. But where are your guys' heads at around the timing? Like, let's say he doesn't play in either Jazz game. And let's say his first game back is against Dallas, which is basically 14 games left in the regular season at that point. Is that enough time to you guys? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> um, yeah. So in the context of this season, I think yes. Um, one one element. I'm curious to re- revisit Utah. This is a small branch off of the main conversation, but I think that everybody, except for a couple of teams like Utah and Phoenix specifically, is going to have less continuity as a result of how ravaged this this season has been throughout the league by injury, by COVID, all of that, by the the compressed schedule, and so I do think that. There will be a lack of continuity in this team to a certain degree that you can only achieve when your whole team is pretty healthy throughout the season. You you know get a few more practices in. So we will be a little bit behind in that respect. So in that way, no, there isn't enough time. There isn't enough time to get to the well-oiled machine or the best version of ourselves left in this season. That said, in the context of this season, where a lot of teams have been going through that, and I think we've just got an enormous amount of talent on this team, I think that we can get pretty darn close in the time that AD has to ramp up. Mike, how are you feeling about this uh, this window, this period of time? Do you feel like he can get to playoff AD? Because that was one thing. I was watching tape last night, man. It's easy to forget what a bad dude he was. But also at the beginning of this season, he wasn't the playoff version of himself, nor should he have been. So there's, there's some kind of bandwidth between what version of AD that we might see. Yeah. So playoff AD last year was the, let's see, as high as the second best player in the league. Mm-hmm. Honestly, maybe the third. Uh, he was being so nasty in that really run, generous man. to somebody else. I mean, LeBron's the best. Okay. We're all, I think in agreement on there, but AD was right there. 
right there next to him. And then to start the regular season, LeBron was still the best player. And AD was more like the, I don't know, eighth or ninth best player, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When he was not in his full speed, but he's still, so that to me is perfectly adequate to winning another title. If even if he stays at that eighth or ninth best player and he just can't, he's too talented to slip much below that. I think on either end of the floor, whether it's, like I was just watching his pregame shooting routine yesterday and looks as smooth as ever. Turnaround elbow, jumper, splash, three-pointer, rise up, splash, release looks perfect. You know, it's it's you know the AD, there was a difference last year, early in the season, when he was shooting to once he got into the bubble, when it was just going straight through the net. Uh-huh. And his you know makes can be so pretty. Yeah, they just they splash through in a way that other yeah. guys they don't make shots in the same way. Yeah. And it's because he's got so his release point is so high and he's got, and he still has the touch that it's just the angle of the basketball. It portends to go. It's, it, it tends to switch like that. So I'm not saying that that means he immediately is going to get into perfect shooting rhythm and perfect condition. Cause he's not, especially once his legs get a little tired, some of that stuff goes away. But the point is he's been, he's been working. Okay. It's not like he was just sitting out these last two months and now he's got to ramp up. So he does have to ramp up to game shape. And that's why he's only going to play probably 15 minutes his first game, but he's been doing all of this on court stuff. And that makes some difference, right? So I'm, I'm encouraged just by the fact that I think some of those initial reports and we kept, it was okay, four to six weeks. And then all of a sudden it had become two months and you just, at that point, things get a little bit like with Kevin Durant and the hamstring in Brooklyn, where all of a sudden it's another week and then it's another week. And I think that's the good news is that, we're now at the point where the medical clearance has come. And I do think that there's plenty of time for him to, to ramp up uh, to eventually get to being that, that peak dominant player. But as long as LeBron comes back and we expect him to, and the Lakers have now embraced this underdog role, this competitive, this sort of Hunter role that he doesn't have to come back. And like, he can focus more on defense in some senses and he doesn't have to just be the guy that run through for every single possession. So I'm just I'm encouraged more than I am skeptical about where he's going to get. Yeah, I'm encouraged too. I'm probably more cautiously encouraged. This is a lot of time that he's missed. Pete, I love that you brought up the fact that you've been watching tape of what he looked like at his peak. And then I love that we contrasted that with what he looked like at the beginning of the season because that ban, AD is so talented that he makes an impact just being on the floor. Yeah. Right? And and his presence out there is going to be meaningful even if he's not playing to the level where he is rivaling LeBron even as like the best player in the world. LeBron is a notch above that because of all of the decisions that he had to make and and how much of the organization of the offense that he took on. And then when you add the defense, it's just like, oh my God, like this dude is, you know, you talk about Mount Olympus a lot, Pete, with in, in terms of being the basketball gods. But AD's level as sort of a finisher mm-hmm. and hub of the offense guy was ridiculously high 
it, it, one of the things from, you know, you you know of all the great players, you see them, you see your team go up against them. But once a guy becomes a Laker, I, I know his game a lot better. And one of the things I loved about last season was understanding the depth of his off the dribble and triple threat game. Like as somebody who grew up on Kobe Bryant, it's he plays a very satisfying brand of basketball when he's really going. And that's and like you said, and and like Mike says, he's going to be nice when he comes back regardless, right? But there's just a certain level of special that he can get to that I think is up in the air in terms of does he have enough time to get there? Let me try to clarify this or get Darius to clarify it. If I my lack of concern is about the basketball because I just think that there's there's so much talent there that how he'll it, some compilation of what he does in the court will be just fine. My concern is more from a knock on wood injury standpoint and yeah. being out. Mm-hmm. And if he's not, if he's physically and not just that. So I know that these two things might sound like they're the same thing, but not that he is able to get physically to the point where he's impacting a basketball game, but just where he's physically able to stay healthy and to physically right. able to get yeah. to the point of where course. he's playing. it. So that that's where my like, that's all of my concern is there is that he's not going to get there and aggravate something to the point where that's going to linger. I'm, I'm totally fine on the basketball. I'm, I'm with you on all that. See, so I also share that concern because when you've been out for so long and the nature of the injury that he suffered portends itself to, to carry concern, right? All the way through however long the rest of this season lasts. The other concern that I have, though, is sort of related to basketball because the Lakers won the championship because AD and and LeBron, but but we're talking about AD here because AD reached a level that we had not previously seen yeah. from yeah. him. And when you have that gear, the idea that you can summon that gear is always sort of working in your favor. In everyone's memory, that memory lives it, and it lives strong. And and going back to the tape, Pete reminds you of that. But I still have notes that I look at from like the notes that I was putting together for our podcast during that run. And I'll look at these and some of these things are like might as well be in 25 font. Right. And it just says A.D. with an exclamation point. Right. Where everything else is written in like a normal size thing. I was just like, oh, my goodness, Anthony Davis. Right. Because that was the level that he reached and there is a certain amount of being that dude that is sort of baked into the idea of what the Lakers can be as a playoff team. And that is why Mike, I know this is true for you for sure, but listening to a bunch of NBA podcasts and following sort of the national narrative around what the playoffs can and may look like and there is a general like oh as long as the lakers are healthy as like as long as ad and lebron are back like who's gonna beat them and a lot of that mindset the assumptions of what ad and lebron will be that stuff is baked in there because of what we saw from them in the bubble and and so the relative in in getting back to to the point about there being basketball concerns like there is an idea of all right well is is he capable 
to get back to that in in this season and ramp up or not like time off or not because the disparity between where he was last regular season and where he was during the 23 games that he's played this season there's a gap there yeah. as well and, and so I don't want to wet blanket this conversation too well too much but I'm trying to look at this with as clear of eyes as I can when it comes to AD's return because this team like any other it, it the way a team develops is very organic and it's very much like the circumstances that you face as you go around this path shape what you are as a unit and players have been doing their own thing for a while now without AD and then for this shorter period, but still a good amount of time without LeBron and AD and slotting things back to normal seems like, okay, well, the puzzle is just going to go back to what, what it was and we're going to figure things out. But the, the reliance on AD. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. To be AD is going to come back at some point and his ability to reach that level and match the need that is asked of him is going to be something that I think I'm, I'm optimistic that it can happen, but there's caution in my optimism too. And that's sort of what I wanted to express within this part of the conversation. I think you're hitting on some really important things on what the future of our season looks like going in into the playoffs. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about two different components of that, that I think are really going to tell the story of what this Lakers team will be. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. 
And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma money. Progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com backslash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MBB Bank Incorporated, member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. So I thought Mike framed it well in the first segment that AD had been, and now first and foremost, the can he stay healthy? This is going to be the first, if you think that this season is done ravaging the NBA from an injury standpoint, uh, and we've seen so many with with Murray, you know, uh, all of the top guys have been been out. Let me push back on behalf of the NBA. Injuries are not up by percentage, even from last year. Hmm. They are not. Fact. Why does it? Are, so have we just talked ourselves? It always, like, okay. It always you know feels no, no, no. like it. It always feels like it, especially after a major injury. But they're not. You know what? I would argue that it maybe across the league, uh, all four fifty five hundred guys. Uh, you know that sounds like something that you know as a fact. I can't remember a season where so many of the top dudes were out for extended periods of time as this season. They are they are up for so for star players. They are up from the last couple of years, but I think part of that is is teams you know the stars are the ones that are, for the most part are on good teams and teams mm-hmm. know that they're going to need them for the long haul. So right. teams are being extremely conservative with players like that like Kawhi and Paul George you know like if you can take a couple extra games you are even with even with AD could he have returned earlier possibly right like these these types of things uh Giannis being held out with his knee whereas it it seems like so it because of that yes but uh you know even Embiid was a little bit different where he probably was going to need to miss that amount of time but uh I just because Pete the reason I wanted to jump on that right away is no please please you know, there was an article that came out uh, from the other a couple other day and citing anonymous GMs and stuff. And it was the day after the Murray injury. And so then so this reporter calls, you know, the, the GMs. Are you concerned about the love? It's like, look, the this stuff, this is just what happens uh, in the NBA. This is this is it's a global pandemic. OK, the league had to for not just for financial purposes, for the players and the owners, but for all of the people around the NBA, including all of the arena workers that I saw at Staples Center for the first time last night that just haven't been able to be getting their requisite typical paychecks. Like yeah. all of that ecosystem depends on this. Yeah. And there are not again, there are not more injuries this season. It does feel like that, as you mentioned, because I'm part of the stars. But I just wanted to be defensive there of the product and in, in, in not you know rail on it like that. Fair enough. I do not. To be continued. That, I just that took is it out on you. Other... I took it out on you instead of the people that are. No, no, uh, no. Other. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Argue your point. You know, that's, that's, you know that's what great. it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, Brooks Robinson. So, right, yeah. 19, great Baltimore Orioles third baseman, great defensive player, <laughs> great range. <laughs> just kidding, Darius. Man. <laughs> I was gonna bring up a. I, it's funny you say that. I was I was thinking about the pod about recording this. I was like, how do I work uh, Mordecai Brown into? <laughs> the pod uh for those of you that don't know brooks robinson was a great catcher uh 50s and 60s for a catcher third baseman perhaps the greatest defensive third baseman uh, of all time and and now you know all right look i got more i got more of these to come (laughs) so look encyclopedic brain 
for sports history. Yeah. I really don't, but I will drop some names. So, you know. Yeah, wait. I would love to play a sports Jeopardy with you guys. That would be a ton of fun. Let's um, break out hey, the almanac. episode. Yeah. Anyhow, I digress. Yeah. To be continued on, on all that. Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah. Mike, you said something in the first segment where AD had been maybe the second best player in the NBA during that playoff run. And this year he was like the eighth or ninth best guy. And I thought that was a good way of framing that because from an ordinal standpoint and numerically, it's like, yeah, that's not that far away. The second best player to the eighth or ninth best player in the NBA is a big difference. You're talking about a guy where he, you are the best player or in, in our instance, our, our second best player was the same. We, we've had that before, right? With Shaq and Kobe, when they were at their very best, they were the two best guys in the league. We were lucky enough to have that last season. But that caliber of player, there's a certain, we talk so much about the details of basketball and all of the little advantages. And Mike, you like to make fun of Darius and I for the degree to which we worry about all of the little details. And uh, when you're like, we've got LeBron and Anthony Davis, it's going to be fine. It's like, we know, but we want to talk about the specifics. And uh, there's a certain, all of that stuff's great. It matters. Don't want to act like it doesn't. But at some point, the LeBron Jameses, the Anthony Davises, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, the dudes that have led their teams to, to titles or been able to be that caliber player, best, second best player in the NBA. There's a certain part of their journey where all of their teammates, their coaches, all of it, like the elevator only goes up to a certain floor. And then that's where, uh, when we talk about, about the basketball gods, some of them are playing. There are only a handful in the league at any given time, but there are five or six of those guys in the league at any given time. We got two of them. And that is where championships are often decided. You know what I mean? So to Darius's, like, I don't consider you being a, a wet blanket on this at all. I think that that is with being able to stay physically healthy at the the most important thing. But from a basketball standpoint, I do think that that ability for AD to get back to the second best caliber guy or a top three, four, five type type guy is essential to the assumptions that are made in all of those national podcasts. Well, Lakers are going to be fine because part of that's predicated on AD just being absolutely unstoppable and triple threat and pull up game type stuff. Allow me to try and assuage concerns again um, on this issue. Anthony Davis, the reason that he wasn't the, up in that one to two tier as opposed to eight, nine to start the season was because, as he told us explicitly, he just wasn't ready for the season to start. Totally mentally, understandable. Right. Yeah. That's what it was. It wasn't like he didn't have uh, and even from a physical standpoint, he he also he looked tired a bit. But I thought that was more because of the mental. Those two things were related. And I think that what this yeah. these two months have done have been recharge him like mm -hmm. his battery level mm -hmm. now is fully charged. He plugged his car in overnight. He got out there. The green light was on. Um, hopefully he drives an electric car. Actually, he doesn't. I, I, I've seen it. Well, sometimes he gets dropped off and I digress. AD, <laughs> AD is totally humble brag name drops by Mike. Well, you know, sometimes when I see Anthony Davis parking his car, anyway. well, they, no, no, this is, this is, in the, it's not like, I, that's not a flex. It's like, I'm there in the arena. <laughs> that's not like awesome. That's part of my, I'm home. just anyway. giving you shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I'm defensive as you can tell. I have an older brother. Okay. So <laughs> AD, <laughs> 
for just totally off the rails here. AD <laughs> can be as good as he wants to be, which gets back to the earlier point of why the physical thing has to be in terms of him, not the re-injury thing. Because otherwise, that's that that mentality now is going to be totally different now. It's like he's looking ahead. Playoffs are about to start. It's go time. Like there's no mental confusion. There's no it's been a long season. There's no it's my body. is. He's had the, all of this time to get the rest of the nicks and knacks of which he had like six. You know, it was a hip one day. It was the ankle one day. It was the shoulder one day. It was the wrist one day. It was the hand. And all of that stuff is now up to 100 well, okay, as close as you can get to 100. So that's – I'm not saying there isn't some risk and some inherent concern there just as all of that stuff ramps up, that other stuff happens along the way. But I think that mentally he is now going to be in a totally different place from where he was early in the season, which to me was the reason why he wasn't that full AD yet. So, Mike, the type of guy you're describing, mentally recharged, physically feeling way better, just on on all fronts, way better than before. That's a pretty potent weapon. It sounds like, do you expect him to be kind of coming in hot, right? Like that this isn't necessarily the slow ramp up. Obviously, minutes, right, will be restricted on some level. But an Anthony Davis that's feeling good, that's mentally refreshed and recharged after this exhausting season, that it's like a tag team, right? Like, for example, Trez, you've seen Trez slow down over the last week or two. And he's, like you said earlier, he's the only guy that's played in every game. He looks like a tired player to me. And those are, there are those guys all over the league. So Anthony Davis coming into that, man, that sounds like quite a potent uh, guy that you can go over and tag team and have him enter the match. Yeah, I mean, I would equate it to the big red machine in the 70s and the way that Pete Rose comes in, uh, like he's ready. <laughs> For that next game, Johnny Darius. Bench and Joe you know Morgan, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> he, but Pete, it's a really, it's a really good question, and I don't want to pretend like I have the total answer because we're guessing, right, about what AD's state of mind and readiness and attentiveness is. That's just my my guess is that he's been sitting there watching games on the sideline, like obsessively eager to talk to Alex Caruso when he comes off the court and should look at the iPad. That to me is a guy that's ready, like he he's ready to get back on the court. That's that's what yeah. I was trying to get. Great yeah. observation. Yeah, I, I thought Vogel's point, and I don't think you could have said it any clearer. Is like Vogel said, he's tired of being a spectator, right? And and he wants to mm. he wants to participate now. He's itching. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think that all of that stuff is very real. If I'm going, so it seems like I'm going to play some devil's advocate, but but I I believe some of this stuff matters. And how it plays out, I do not have the answers to, right? And 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 so yeah. here is where I don't want to call it skepticism, but let's just call it concern, potentially, where that lies for me. And it goes back to the point I was making earlier about sort of the organic evolution of a team and how they come together. Pete... Think back to the first two months, two and a half months of last season. And there was a lot of, from you and I, some consternation, not a high level, but some about how Anthony Davis was being used, about mm -hmm. like what, what the plan was for him. Right. Because all of that sort of like satisfaction that you talked about from the style of game that he can play, like like the triple threat work, 
the off the dribble work, especially for a big man, the range on the jumper, the post activity, right? And this is just all offensive stuff. And then you add in the defensive stuff and it's like, oh my goodness. But there were some questions early last season. Of like, what is this really, right? A lot of inefficient type of shots, but there was a foundation being laid there for Anthony Davis. And he then took all of that experience that he had had during the first part of the season and throughout the regular season and then tactically applied that knowledge of of and learning that he did during the season to detonate on the NBA during the playoffs and all of those post reads and the passing reads and all of this stuff it all reached a level during the playoffs where it was like oh my goodness this is the dude but when you when you reverse engineer the season you can see where those steps were taken it was the long game right like it was it was intentional that it arrived at that point at that time they were building toward that the whole season it came together in in a way that was probably the best case scenario outcome for the groundwork that was being laid this season there has been little to no groundwork with a roster that turned That's over right. by more than half and That's so right. if you're asking me where my potential concern lies, it's not like, oh, some of the comments from, from Anthony Davis earlier this season that I think all three of us were a little bit frustrated with was, I'm just trying to fit in. We got so much talent here, you know, so I'm trying to look for my guys, right? Like, oh, I'll stand in the corner. Like, he's not saying this next stuff. This is just me sort of pointing out a little bit of his deployment, right? But he'll stand in the corner. He'll float above the arc a little bit more, like above the break. Not as much activity from him. Now, some of that was mental and physical, the way that Mike pointed out earlier, and the sort of readiness and engagement that he was ready to have for the season. But some of that was just him being very much a callback to the player he was at Kentucky and probably who he's been his entire life as more of a guy who's looking to fit in and help where he can in order to help his team dominate. But that's not the player that helped win the Lakers the NBA championship. That's not. The guy that helped, I would argue he's both. Yes. Like, continue your point, but I, I disagree with that, that portion of your point. Let's get back to that. No, it, continue, please. It is both. But the other half of that player... The in-your-face, dominant, game-winning three coming to the ball, slapping his chest. I'm that dude, Anthony Davis. That guy made, in 23 games, a handful of appearances. Maybe one yeah. out of every four, like one out of every four or six games, that guy, generous, that guy yeah. showed yeah. up, right? And the idea now of fitting him back in and what that looks like, how the reps that need to be made up between him and his teammates about the chemistry that has not been built yet, and how this all comes together is still a puzzle. It's like the on-ramp analogy that I made in a pod a couple of episodes ago. And the idea of this thing is moving, the freeway is going, there's traffic, and AD is hailing an Uber, but the Uber's moving, man. Right. So he's he's going to have to jump into the passenger seat of this car and then maybe even start to drive it a little bit, at least until LeBron comes back. And all of that chemistry, it, I'm not saying it's going to go bad. 
because I don't think it necessarily will. But I'm saying that there are challenges there that need to be met and then beaten back, right? In order for this to go the way that we want it to go. So all of that, the the standing out versus fitting in is going to be a big part of integrating Anthony Davis into into the just the the last point on this Pete for what you just said about like I'm that dude Darius the beauty of this team and, and really the partnership with LeBron and AD is that you can't be that dude every night because some nights LeBron's going to be that dude and some nights a role player is going to be that dude because the defenses are so insanely hyper focused on both LeBron and AD that somebody like KCP is going to get six threes that are wide open off and he's going to hit five of them. So I, I just think like that's that's where you need the AD to have certain nights to dominate certain matchups. You don't have to have him do that every night. And just think about when he won the national championship with Kentucky and he like barely scored that that dude is there, too. And he is that dude in a different way on those kind of nights. And that to me is why this fits and why you can sort of ease him back uh, in a certain way because his non-dominant way is still is still dominant because of the defense and so much of the story of when he comes back is going to be that concept of fitting in versus standing out so we're going to wrap it up here and in the next episode we're going to discuss some of the ways in which we see ad being reincorporated that'll be next time on the laker film room podcast Ainge has got it in low to McHale. McHale wants to turn his double team. Just pass out of front, broken up by Worthy. Tip to Magic. Worthy dies on his belly. Magic scores. There's Magic, got it. Magic fires. It's good. The Lakers win the game. The Lakers win the game. Three seconds left. Van next to the winner. It's on the way. Kobe Bryant, 48 points, 16 rebounds. With his eighth block shot, the He's an NBA Finals record. A lot of Laker fans okay, sticking so around for this. You're seeing something that's very rare indeed. A Laker to get MVP chance right, in, Boston. in Boston. Of all places. Are you kidding me? Kobe. Hard to believe. Are you kidding me? Unreal. Are you kidding me? Lakers looking to push. Bryant spinning in the lane. Back for Gasol. Pretty pass. And it's back to a three-point game. Kobe Bryant picked up by Bell. There's the move. Two, one, missing. Unbelievable. Trying to disrupt Rondo, he puts it in. Here's Davis, 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers! James again. Oh, he hits another one. LeBron James putting together a closing quarter against the Nuggets. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers conquer the bubble, and banner number 17 will soon hang in the rafters. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. 
If you haven't heard of the EE system yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.